Hello, this is Maurice Harker. I'm glad you've taken the time to listen to this podcast. What you're about to listen to is a set of principles that come from the discoveries I've made as a therapist working with married people and people fighting for self-mastery. And so please enjoy what you're listening to. And then when you want more advanced training, look us up at Life Changing Services, especially if you're a married person, check out the Marriage Repair Workshop and the Lazarus Lectures. Enjoy what you listen to. What if you had to memorize 30 minutes of things to say in a conversation? Really, these 17-year-olds who can memorize how to play a violin, are they smarter than you? No. What about playing each note with the right tone? Can you actually come up with phrases that have the right tone to it? What about body position in football? What do you say when the guy makes it hard for you? Coach. The other guy is making it hard for me to do my part correctly. Is that what you say to coach? What are you supposed to do when the other guy makes it hard? And what what does practice do for us? What's the goal of the dignified withdrawal? Don't mistake that the idea is to withdraw in such a way that she doesn't throw furniture at you. The dignified withdrawal is you withdrawing in such a way that you maintain your dignity, where you say things according to your script in the tone that you planned to say them, and then you leave her in a space where she can finish doing her work because she's having a hard time as well. So if your hope is that you, when you withdraw with dignity, that she's going to always be grateful I join you. I uh, share a birthday with Martin Luther King Jr. And I have a dream also that every time you withdraw, she says, you are so dignified. I'm so grateful for your self-control. I always feel edified when you withdraw from me being toxic by with such a good attitude. Brethren, plan on her response not being amazing. So you don't measure whether or not you did it right based on her reaction. That is not how you base whether or not you did it right. You base whether or not you did it right by taking the video of your behavior and showing it to God. Get yourself on video or hold it in your memory as good as you can. Hold it in your memory as good as you can so that when you go before God and you say, I hope you took care of your daughter. I hope that you are being there for her because I'm not, wasn't in a position to be there for her as much as she might have needed. But when things started to fall apart, when things started to get agonizing, I followed my script. Let me just do a role play, an example. There's lots of different possibilities, but let me just share with you my example. If I can feel this, you have to put an alarm in your head. When you start to feel like you're losing it, okay, when you are losing your ability to be productive, to be constructive, to be edifying, make sure you have your list that you have memorized, when I start to become like this, agitated, frustrated, irritated, in uh, uh, Menomoni terms, we call it level one, level two zone. When you cross past level one and level two, it's time for you to withdraw with dignity. It's time to withdraw. Hey, uh, wife, hey, I really want to stay here and be in this conversation, but I'm kind of losing it over here. 
I'm not controlling my thoughts and feelings the way I want to. I'm going to go gather myself. I'm going to go pull my head together. Now, what if it's all her fault? What if you were just sitting there and it's all her fault? Same strategy. Why? Because if you say, I'm going to step out of the room because you're crazy. I'm going to step out of the room because there's something wrong with you. Just so you know, guys, I'm going to save you some time. That one ain't going to work. Okay. It's just going to throw uh, gas on the fire. So no matter whose fault it is. Now, please hold this in your brains, guys. If I do my job right, imagine she's doing the same thing. Imagine if I'm successful at training her to say, you know what? Me too. I'm kind of having a rough moment right now. I'm not thinking as clearly as I'd like to. I'm going to go get a glass of water. I'm going to go gather my thoughts. I'm going to go re-anchor myself to my values, re-anchor myself to my preferred behavior. I'm going to go get my head on straight. And I hope to come back soon to continue the conversation. Or I got to leave for work right now. I'd like to be able to stay and talk it over with you. How many different moves are needed for a wrestler to respond to a situation? How many different phrases are you going to need? You're going to need a lot of them. Now, what if she says, you're being a butthead again. You're gaslighting me. You're throwing crap in my face. You're being rude. I had one lately where the woman said, if you leave right now, I'm killing myself. I'm committing suicide. Brother and I, I totally validate that you're going to hear some things that are really stretching, really stretching of your state of being. But I want to talk to you about the long-term implications of this. When a woman starts to see you the first time, retreat and regroup before you get crazy, before you start to go fight, flight, or freeze. And then you do, do go retreat and regroup and restabilize yourself. And then the next time things start to get tense, you do it again. Hey, it's important to me that I keep my head on straight. I'm going to go retreat the group and get my head on straight again. And then you do it again. And you do it again. And then you do it again. And then you do it again. It usually takes somewhere between 6 and 12 times before she starts to go, this might be consistent. It usually takes more than 12 times for her to think it might stick around. Plan on it taking about 20 to 25 times before she actually believes it's going to stick around. How do you get it right every time, 20 to 25 times? You're going to have to get it wrong a few times. Reset the clock. You got to get it right somewhere between 20 and 25 times in a row before she's going to have any confidence that you can do it right. My testimony to you is almost all women have just as much competitiveness, just as just enough competitiveness in their brains that they will really struggle if you're the one always getting it right. They will go, there is no way 20 times in a row, I'm going to let him be the one who catches himself first, calms down, cools off and withdraws. There's no way I'm going to let him do that correctly 20 times in a row without me doing it. Now imagine her competing with you to Mellow things out, calm things down, and withdraw before it becomes chaotic again, all right? Imagine how different your interactions would be. That every time things started to become destructive, unpleasant, fall apart, that both people, because it won't be simultaneous. One will kind of slow themselves down first, then the other one will catch on. Hardly ever have I seen both simultaneously saying, you know what, let's cool off. 
the quarterback calls out an audible and everyone knows what it means, that's a practiced experience that you can get to if she joins you on this marriage repair process. You can find phrases and gestures that are as readable as people who've been on a sports team together for quite some time. So you don't have to explain for seven minutes what it means to have been triggered and how you're supposed to respond, et cetera, et cetera. It becomes very athletic, like a team where signals can be shared and you can respond to them. But the point of this lesson is you will never get to a point where you don't have to retreat sometimes because of the nature of Satan's involvement in wanting to destroy relationships. Because no matter how good of a person you are and no matter how good of a person she is, there will be misunderstandings, twisted interpretations, hurtful comments that will cause things to spin out of control a little bit. And you'll need to be able to retreat with dignity. And if she's trained correctly, she can do it as well. But if you're... Hello, you've just finished listening to one of our episodes of memoirs of an LDS therapist. It's important to me that you have a chance to get more and more of these principles. We kept this brief because you probably have a busy life, but there's so much more. So please listen to the rest of these episodes and look for ways to apply them to your life. And ready f- when you're ready for some deep and complex training, please look us up at lifechangingservices.org, specifically the marriage repair workshops and the Lazarus lectures. I look forward to seeing you in those more advanced trainings.